You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, podcast about Purdue. It is my privilege to welcome into this episode the head coach of the Purdue women's basketball program, Coach Sharon Versip. Coach, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for taking the time to be on. I know you're a very busy woman right now, prepping for the upcoming season that we hope yeah. happens. Um, so I, I really do appreciate your time. It's a privilege for me to have you on. I want to kind of start with this. It's obviously been a crazy off season, unlike anything we've ever seen before. I just want to kind of gauge how you, your staff, and your team is just holding up through all of this. You know, I mean, it's uh, for all of us, um, including yourself, it's the new normal. And, um, you know, when it obviously happened in March, everybody was, um, you know, fearful, uh, not sure what this was all about. Um, we were preparing for the NCAA tournament. And then on, you know, that Thursday, pretty much everybody got shut down. And, you know, um, there was just so much unknown. So the biggest thing was trying to get players home, if we could get them all home. And uh, two of our international kids did not get home. Um, you know, so that's hard when they're not with their families. Um, so we continue to to check on them. And, um, you know, I know this is November, but, you know, during that, that March, April, May, June, until we got them back on campus really the 1st of July, um, you know, you felt you tried to do everything. You Zoomed, you talked to them. Uh, we do team Zooms. We'd have different speakers. Um, we would just chit chat, uh, check in on them, FaceTime, whatever it is, but you just never could, you just never felt like you did enough. So, um, but now, you know, um, it's the new normal. So right now it's exciting because for the players and for us, the normal is to practice those three hours and be together. Yeah, for sure. You kind of touched on already, but talk about the importance of, of having those Zoom calls and just doing everything you could to as much as possible be in touch and be seeing each other and hearing from each other. I mean, that was vital. I mean, thank God for technology um, to be able to, to talk to, you know, Janelle from the UK over in London, um, you know, to be a part of things. And um, a couple of kids, you know, stayed local, but um, just really trying to understand, making sure their families were safe. That's all that matters to us is that their families are safe. And how do we deal with this mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, you know, sports psychology, uh, Took a, took a big chunk of this, um, you know, and you have to continue to communicate. Um, even though you might not know a lot, having no communication makes them more fearful. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just miss them. I mean, it was so odd. And, you know, how, how do you filter through all these things? We talked about emotions. We talked about a lot of different things through the pandemic. And then obviously other things have come up. Um, you know, with everything that's going on in the world. And, and so, you know, always had a lot of tough conversations. For sure. And like you mentioned a few minutes ago, the just, I don't know if you want to call it a distraction or at least getting to get back to somewhat of a, a normal with practices starting and preparing for a season. Talk about how much that has helped uh, just kind of bring this team back together and kind of be a distraction or be able to focus on basketball and kind of block out the outside world for a little while anyway. Yeah, we kind, of, we, we kind of tease them now because, you know, when something's taken away from you, you know, if you're injured, it's hard. But when something's been totally just taken away from you for really five straight months, you haven't been able to go to gyms, lift weights, work out. Um, now practice isn't a grind. It's a lot of fun. You know? <laughs> and so, um, so we tease about that. But it is like they're so excited to be there. They're so coachable. 
Um, not that they weren't before, but it's just different. And it's a little bit more lighthearted than before because there's obviously more things in life right now that are crucial. And um, so when we started school, we brought them back August 15th. We came here in the summer a little bit, but you could only work out with three at a time or two at a time. So, but when August 15th, we brought them back. So we've been back since then. And you know, trying to, you know, we did groups then, and then after the second two weeks in, then we started um, everybody together, and, you know, it just, um, it brought smiles. We finally felt like a family again. It was like a detached family. You had two here, three here, four here, um, and then we were all together, so it really, um, it really just lifted our hearts up and our souls, so it was really, really key for us to have that, you know, have that time and finally start being back together. Yeah, and how I hear you guys are preparing for a season that we hopefully starts uh, maybe next weekend or here in the next two weeks at least. Um, talk about how things are shaping up and how practice has been going. You know, it's it's been really good. Um, you know, the hardest thing is that when you come back, um, I think the biggest challenge for all of us was everybody was um, – on a different level, um, especially the conditioning part. So you, we really had to be smart that way. You know, some some uh, of our student athletes had no access to anything, did nothing. Um, some were able to go outside and run and shoot baskets when they finally put baskets up in parks. Mm. Um, but the weightlifting, nobody did. Um, absolutely nobody. Um, you know, you do a little bit downstairs, but it's not the same. So just building their bodies up and having them all try to catch up at the same, that was the, mo the biggest challenge. And, um, and you have to be in shape in order to perform and practice for a couple hours. So, um, you know, obviously we, we've been able to, to practice. We just go hard for two hours. Um, and if we have any injuries or any issues and we go as hard as we can for an hour and a half, um, you know, cause I think that's really important. They still need to stay fresh, but you can't, you can't wear them down to the point you're not even going to be healthy for a season. So that's been the biggest challenge. For sure. And we'll talk more about the schedule here in a few minutes, but I imagine that's the importance of also maybe keeping a couple of these uh, non-conference schedule games on, on the schedules to help get you guys more ready for the big 10, because it's kind of a, for some part of it, at least a guess of who's going to be ready and, and what shape they're going to be in and game shape and all that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was key that we moved, we, you know, cut some games. I think, you know, they decided to cut four games and I think that was good and to do the start late later. And, um, you know, so I, I was a big proponent, a big fan of that. Um, you know, big 10 games can start December 9th or 10th. Um, you know, but the biggest thing is you want to play some non-conference, you want to get those in and, you know, and, and we have a couple players that will get back during that December 9th and, and, uh, around that area. So obviously, we pushed our schedule back a little bit um, and maybe a little condensed, but you've got to have more bodies because of the COVID. And if you have any injuries, no matter what, you know, you got to be able to play a small lineup, a big lineup, uh, hodgepodge. And I think we've totally prepared for those things, which is, that is good. So our players know that we're ready for anything, but um, you know, I, I think it's good that we push the season back a little bit. Yeah. I was going to say probably so much more work for you and your staff off the court of just kind of preparing for every possible scenario <laughs> there there could be for you know COVID injuries etc yes and talk about uh, just the uh if you will the the strengths and weaknesses going into your team I guess strengths and then anything you might be looking for your team to kind of improve on before uh, you hit, yeah. hit the road hard well I'm hoping as you all stay healthy we have the strength of having um some depth 
And um, I, I think that's a big strength. I think another strength is that we have a lot of athleticism. We have a lot of size, 6'6", 6'4", 6'4", 6'3", you know, 6'1". So we're going to utilize that, play a little bit of different type of defense um, and be able to play two bigs at the same time. Um, so, you know, that's something that we haven't done before. So that's been very fun. And the players are really excited about that as well. And, um, you know, obviously we need to score the basketball. We lost Ariana Harris and Dominique Odin and, um, you know, Carissa had ankle surgery. So, you know, it's about playing faster. It's about um, everybody's got to be able to improve their game, which they have. Um, having scoring opportunities in a lot of different levels and different positions, which we, we have really uh, feel like we've done a good job. So, you know, um, that could be a weakness is the scoring. Uh, we'll see. We think we do have scores. You don't, you can't just uh, shut down a couple players um, this year. Um, and then the weakness, obviously, is what we just talked about, um, that experience and that leadership. Um, you know, with Carissa, um, you know, having that ankle surgery, we don't have that. Um, we do have Tam Farquhar coming back and Kiana Trailer, who have really uh, had to step up that leadership. But, you know, when you get in the game, when it comes down to the wire, you know, those are the things that we have to figure out. Gotcha. How long, do you know how long Chris will be out? Um, I mean, she just said it's four months from, um, you know, ankle surgery since uh, I think July. So, you know, um, she pretty much, it's crazy. You have this, um, this extra year of eligibility. Yeah. So she was definitely going to redshirt and play next year. Well, now this is kind of a free year. So if and when she's ever ready, it could be January, it could be whatever. Obviously, yeah. she's just going to play to get the kinks out. Yeah, for sure. And one thing I love about your roster coach is it's such a versatile uh, roster from senior class to freshman class. Of course, you got um, Madison Layden coming in this year. Um, you talked about you know some of your seniors and then yeah, hoping to develop some leadership there. Such a versatile class. Not only just, you know, age range and experience, but then from, if I checked the roster correctly, five international players, several mm -hmm. Indiana players, and those from around the country as well. Just talk about your, your roster and the versatility you have. Yeah, well, we're trying to play positionist uh, basketball. Um, I think that's where the game's going. So you have a true, like, point guard, but they can play a one, two, three, um, the two threes and fours, and then you have a back-to-the-basket post. So we, we are very versatile. We, we can be very big. Uh, we can be very small. So our senior class, Fatou Dang, she did a fa fabulous job last year in the Big Ten tournament, uh, played the best basketball ever. And she had, like, you know, eight points a game, 8.2 rebounds a game, which was huge for us to come back with Ariana Harris, um, obviously, you know, uh, graduating. And um, then we have Janelle Grant, who is a, um, you know, a, a great shooter, outside shooter, but she's very good one-on-one uh, -on -one player. She can post up um, for undersized players. Uh, Tamara Farquhar, um, she tore her ACL um, last year and has come back, and she is uh, um, strong. She looks great, and um, she's always going to be on the stat sheet. She's one of our best rebounders, offensively, defensively. She's in the stats big time here at Purdue. Uh, she's scoring the ball, expanding her game outside with a three. And then obviously Carissa, um, you know, hit or miss if she'll play this year. Gotcha. And then our junior class is really, really, really big. We got two transfers. Um, okay. Brooke Moore, who became eligible because of this new rule. Um, so she'll have two years after this year. Um, but Brooke came from Auburn. She was 11th rated guard in the country when she came out of high school. And um, 
you know, she can score the basketball. Um, she's a power pack. She brings a ton of energy, swag, um, <laughs> confidence, uh, competitiveness. Um, so that's been great. Rakia Dumbwa, she came from Arkansas. She's a transfer right now. She's, she's not uh, right now eligible to play this year, but she brings a different athleticism, can play one through five. Um, yeah. Athletic, lefty, great passer, explosive, can jump out of the gym. Um, but can play at all levels. Uh, Kayana Trailer is the biggest jump for us. Um, you know, when Carissa had, had to have her ankle surgery, obviously this summer, then Carissa knew that, I mean, uh, Kayana knew that she had to take so many things over. And she's expanded her game and her confidence and her leadership role. Um, coaches a ton on the floor, great one-on-one -on -one person. Um, so we're really looking forward to her making, obviously making big strides. Um, Cassidy Harden as well, um, you know, can stretch the floor, um, trying to have her improve in the mid-range game. And, uh, you know, Nagwagoni um, is a 6'2", long, lanky. She's a rebounder, defender, offensive rebounder that can shoot the 15-footer. So, you know, that's, our, that's kind of that upperclassman that, you know, the, we got experience, so we got to get things done. Yeah, you mentioned the, the, the JUCO, or not the JUCO, but the, the transfers. And, of course, another newcomer this year is Madison Layden that, I know a lot of yeah. people have talked about when I talked to um, Tim Newton on my podcast earlier this year, he, he was raving about her. How excited do you see what, how excited are you to see what she can do on the court? Yeah. You know, our, our two freshmen, Madison Layden, um, you know, everybody saw her in the state championships uh, repetitively year after year. And, you know, it's just her size. And when you're six one and, and you can shoot the ball and stretch the floor. I mean, her shot is like, it, it doesn't even hit the rim. Like it, just goes through the net so beautifully it's effortless um you know the, the college game the speed obviously is a little different um but you know her being able she can play one through four for us she can play the stretch four she can play any position she's an incredible passer court savvy understands the game um you know and now that next piece will be the physicality and then Rashea Kyle you can't teach six six you can't teach her <laughs> physicality she loves the physicality she can post up down low, really, really strong. Um, she's a great passer, too, for a freshman. I mean, she's still got to play. Both of them have to play in college. But, you know, what you see from a, um, a post player like that, if you can pass, um, you know, she's very good in that area. And then our sophomore class, you have Bria Harmon that can shoot the three, pull up jump shots. Um, Roxanne McCullough, who's an X factor that has improved and can play positionless basketball as well, um, offensively, defensively. And then Ricky Waltman, we're real excited about um, rebounding wise, scoring the ball. Um, she can kind of play that uh, four player that, um, you know, not always a back to the basket. She rebounds out of her area, um, just understands the game. Her and Shay really play well together because they're both really good passers. And she has one of the coolest uh, social media handles at Slick Rick as well. So there's, there's that. <laughs> it definitely, it seems like a lot of depth uh, this year. So that seems like a strength as well. And excited is, I'm excited to watch this roster and how it plays out this year. Uh, briefly, let's kind of just talk about the schedule, what we do know so far. Uh, <laughs> looks like four, maybe five games, maybe a fifth one starting to shake out here soon, uh, potentially. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, talk about what is there, at least, as long as this still happens. <laughs> Yeah, no, right now, um, uh, probably about a week or 10 days ago, um, when we had our schedule set and then Bowling Green called and said they had COVID issues and if we could move the game. And at that point in time, 
we didn't have a Big Ten schedule. So we're like, yes, we're going to move the basketball game because, again, we're getting some players that are injured back. So we want them for the Big Ten. So now the 25th is moved to December 13th. Um, and so our opener is November 29th against North Alabama at 6 p.m. And like you said, if if anything happens, um, you know, I mean, they got to come in. They have to have three tests. They have to test the night before, the day of. And if any of them are positive, then the game's canceled. So, you know, right now we've got five games, and then a Big Ten starts for us, our team, December 17th. Gotcha. And then it's nice that all these games are at home, too, so you don't have to travel and, you know, risk any exposure there. And, again, just get, anytime you get to play Mackey Arena, it's always a good thing, yes. right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Have you, have you been given any guidance from the Big Ten on when a schedule may come out? We were hoping sometime this week. Okay. Um, men's basketball will be coming out, I would think, and then ours right after that. So they said last Friday, then they said early this week. So I'm, I'm assuming this week since we all play next week. But, again, everybody's playing non-conference. So if they have to take another week, they have to take another week. I mean, you know, we, we've got to get our non-conference in first and then uh, go from there. I'm not – everybody's so anxious about it. Yeah. I mean, to travel and have to get all those logistics, that obviously is an issue. But, um, you know, we know we definitely are going to play 20 Big Ten games. What are your goals this year, Coach? You know, with this pandemic, you know, um, you know our goals every year is to, you know, definitely try to stay in the top five of the Big Ten if all possible. But the league is so, so tough from top to bottom. If you can be in the top seven, um, you've done a great job. Um, you know, we have five teams ranked in the top 25. Uh, the recruiting has been fantastic. So, you know, we kind of chunk it up. We want to stay healthy to get to our non-conference games. And we obviously want to go, you know, 5-0 and oh, if all possible. That's always your goal in non-conference to do the best you can. We play at home. Um, you know, and then with the Big Ten, you know, you, you've got to battle. You've got to, you've got to really try to win all your home games. And, you know, there's no home court advantage now. You go somewhere else. You've got to bring your own energy. There's no fans. You, you know, it's just a, it's totally different. So the more energy you have, the more uh, players, the more depth you have, I think you can be successful. I think we have a team that can, can really compete for, um, you know, being in the top. But, you know, um, we'll just take one day at a time. You know, our goals is getting through one day. We say it's a five-minute rule because every five minutes something changes. So, um, you know, we're just going to take one day at a time and uh, just get better until we start, you know, November 29th. Yeah. Yeah, I know when I talked to uh, 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 the athletic director earlier, you know, some of these goals change, obviously, because of COVID. Sometimes the goal is just getting through it, getting it through a season. But, um uh, as we're kind of wrapping up here, uh, oh, I did want to ask you too, like I, I saw this news yesterday. Uh, I know this is, I think, so far men's only, um, talking about the potential of having the entire tournament in one city, which the name out, the popular name out there is, of course, Indianapolis, which is awesome for us. Um, do you hope they do something like that with the women's as well? I think they've been discussing it, um, you know, NCAA, they've been discussing um, for us, you know, usually the first uh, first round draw on campuses, um, but I know that they're looking at different plans of having um, you know fewer locations, uh, possibly have one site like the men. But they're kind of in the progress of working on that right now. Gotcha. Hey, we'll host them all in Mackey, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Real quickly, as we wrap up, some more also recent news, some exciting news. You uh, last week inked the twenty uh, second ranked uh, recruiting class for uh, next season. I just talk briefly uh, about that and some of those recruits coming in that you're excited about. Yeah, we've done a really good job. Last year we were ranked 13th with uh, Rache and Madison, and now uh, you know follow up with the 22nd ranked uh, recruiting class. And 
uh, Sasha Washington from Atlanta, Georgia. She was the one who first committed to us, and she's six two, just a physical, incredible athlete specimen. Uh, defensive rebounder, offensive rebounder, shot blocker, um, can score down low, has stretched her game out, can shoot the three. So you know, she was our high, most highly ranked um, player, and um, you know, she's a, she's already got that college body, so she has an opportunity to do some great things. Um, uh, Sky Williams, um, you know, uh, she is from Ohio and, um, you know, Sky is ranked in the top 100 and she's a very savvy, great one-on-one player, pull up, jump shot, has a, um, incredible, uh, you know, like I say, the court savvy, but knows how to handle the ball, how to shake some defensive uh, players off of her, um, good passer, but an athlete as well. Uh, Jayla Smith in Indianapolis uh, won the state championship last year. Um, pure three-point shooter, long and lanky, can be a defensive stopper, um, continuing to grow her game in every possible way. You need great shooters like herself and uh, just winning tradition. And then Ava Learn from New York, um, a hybrid that can shoot the three, physical body, can post up down low, can defend down low, great passer. You know, so they're all so different. And so, you know, obviously um, thinking that we're losing four seniors, it's just really exciting to bring those in. Awesome. Of course, Jayla, uh, from where you started your career, coaching career, correct? Yes. <laughs> a little bit ago. Just a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'd love to talk to you more about your coaching career. Maybe we can do that uh, in a future episode. I know you got to get to practice, so I don't want to hold you too long. So uh, we'll have to hold that for a, for a future episode. No, that sounds great. And thank awesome. you so much and stay safe. Hey, thank you. You too, Coach. Good luck this season and a happy Thanksgiving to you. You too. Thanks. Take care. Boiler up. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.